What the fuck do you think this is? Amateur hour? Welcome to Hanging Loose, a disc golf podcast. Hosted by Shank, DG, and Spicy Boy. Today's guest, Matt White. So yeah, I'm not completely sold on platter. You guys at discs have uh, made a pretty good argument. I mean, aren't there, do they not have molds that are flat earth related? They do. Yeah, they have the flat earth mold, I'm pretty sure. But um, they're pretty convincing. Um, this Which ice wall theory. A domey disc, so the ice wall theory. Yeah. The real north. Yeah, welcome to Hanging Loose Podcast. Uh, I am Caleb, or Shanky G. That one's for you, at Ken Climo, you little bitch. Um, the worst. <laughs> I blocked him, uh, finally. I just got tired of seeing it. I was like, just, you're just so annoying. Imagine clinging to something. Oh, it's so bad. Like, that anyway, desperately. Yeah. Anyways, Kyle's, Kyle is here to um, admit that he's been behind it the whole time. You know what's funny is people, really, people thought it was me for I, a long time. But I'm sick this episode, so I'm sorry if my if I sound like shit or I'm low energy. Um, <clears throat> I'm enjoying a delicious bowl of Chick Fil A. Oh, episode noodles. ten, episode ten, baby. Yeah, I did this. I was that was jazz. Oh, I thought you were jazz hands. No, I uh, I very much considered like mocking up. A fake logged in Twitter page with that information and sending it to you that came in. Like, I gotta leave the show. Oh no. <laughs> and just watching you be like, are you for real? I'd be like, it's I tried so hard to keep it together, and I'm really sorry because it's you know, obviously it's something that's growing into something people hate, and I don't want you to be associated with. It. I just really wanted to just fucking full send prank your ass with that. Oh, but then I realized funny. I didn't want to be viewed as a piece of shit, even jokingly. So I yeah, no, I actually had that same thought. I put, I had a tweet drafted, and I think I sent it briefly. That you was showed like, me. Yeah, I was like, uh, guys, I got to come clean. I've been behind the King Climo account this whole time, and then I, it was live for like five minutes, and I was like, I, it was mm-hmm. meant to piss him off, to be like, no, it's not him, it's me. I'm Ken Climo. But. Uh, I deleted it shortly after because I just don't want people. People see the original tweet and not the follow up. So I just didn't want people to um, assume it was me after they already did. You know, I started the white splatter account and kind of started that ball rolling with all the other splatters that make fun of them. Um, I just don't have the that was in good fun. That's punching up the shit that you do. But like... oh, I have zero life. Last week, I didn't have a story time because I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I don't really have anything. Yeah, like, this week really? I, I I came prepared. I'm trying to episode. Ooh, 10. Tell me, tell me your story, guy. Hey, everybody! This is the real RV3 coming to you from the Disc Lab Studio. Just wanted to pop in, let you guys know that Shanked forgot to do the ad read, so I'm gonna put an ad read here. Thank you, Papa Wolf, and thank you, Great Lakes Disc. For sponsoring this podcast, helping these guys make a better podcast for you to listen to, go to Great Lakes Disc, go shop with Papa Wolf. He's got the best plastic in town, and you can use code Hanging Loose at checkout. Save a few pennies. We appreciate it. Thank you, Great Lakes Disc. Thank you, Papa Wolf. Now, back to the guys. 
We're not even through the intro. Welcome to Hanging Loose Podcast. I'm Shank DG, not Ken Climo. With me, as always, is... You should say not... Spicy Boy! At Ken Climo. Yes, Spicy Boy. Me, yes. Kyle. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, yes, I'm not at Ken underscore Climo. <laughs> uh, so I posited to Spicy, who politely declined, and by politely told me to fuck off, um, that we do our highest... The story about the highest score we've ever taken on a toll, taken on a whole. Good lord. And mine was at so there's this course in um it's about 45 minutes away from me. It's called um Brookwood Disc Golf mm-hmm. Course. Um in theory, one of the easier courses in the area. It's it's like a baby big woods. It's got some woods, but it's pretty open. Um the hardest part about it is it's got OB. And a lot of our courses around here don't have OB because there's it's they're all in dedicated areas. They're not like, you know, in neighborhoods or by roads. But Brookwood is. And in theory, I should score pretty well on it. Um, excuse me, I got a bird. Professional. He muted himself and everything. There we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, but every time I've played there, whether it be trilogy challenge, doubles, singles tournament, casually, Kicks my ass every time. Should be an easy course. Kicks my ass every time. And uh, so there's this hole on the back nine. I want to say it's hole 13. Uh, it's it's about 480 feet. Uh, it dog legs left after, after about 350 feet down the fairway. And about 200 feet off the fairway, there's double mando. The double mando is very large. Um, you shouldn't miss it. Uh, operative word be shouldn't. Um, so that's where the story of my highest number taking on a hole comes from. Tee off there. Uh, left-handed. Tried to go Hades. Heiser flip. Uh, missed Mando left. Hades flipped flipped on me like a, like a crazy person. Or crazy disc. I don't know. Missed Mando. So uh, it's re-tee from there. There's no drop zone. So you just, well, no, sorry. There is a drop zone. You go from the long pad to the short pad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's story time, man. I got to be long winded. I'm fi- I'm fi- yeah, you're being me this week. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just being an asshole because that's the way I was born. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I won't oh, talk you're with good. you anymore. Um, so I tee off from the short pad to uh, for three. Um, this is par four, by the way. Tee off from the short pad from th- for three. Uh, end up blasting my drive off that tee. Way too long. Uh, long of the dogleg left is jail. It's like mulberry bush. So it's um, thorns and just shrubbage as, high, as, as much as you can move through. So it took me, I think, three. I started with a ill-advised roller, which is usually how my big number uh, holes end up being. Is that ill-advised roller. Didn't go anywhere. Just further into the bush. Uh, mm-hmm. Tried to pitch out. Hit hit a little greasy dangler got me almost out so my next shot i had to pitch out back into the fairway through my upshot pretty short missed putt made three putted off that and then took a nine on a par four a nine yeah <clears throat> i that's the highest score i've ever taken i've taken plenty eights snowmen i've i've i i you know that meme with the little with the little blonde girl, and then you know it, that, that's me with snowmen behind me. Oh, 
RV3, cut that out. I RV3, got cut it. That out. Don't cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> don't cut it. Hey, who runs this show? Definitely him. But I'm saying, I'm looking at don't you. Cut RV3. it out. Cut it. Um, and her name is Piper Perry. Don't ask me how I know that. RV3, cut it out. Um, For, uh, if my wife watches this, which she doesn't, I don't know who that is. I promise. <laughs> you will soon, based on a few things I may have heard. I mean, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, spicy. He's asking me for porn recommendations. Um, I was supposed to be in private. But it's true. In confidence, I'm confident you will enjoy her scenes. <laughs> I mean, um, so Christ. my yeah, my story time. We can either do, and I'll let you decide. Childhood story time about mm-hmm. what's better, Dad, or we can do Maricopa Open filming this weekend, which is disc golf related. This is a disc golf podcast, so yeah, I would say, or at least that's what the tagline says. Yeah, I say we go Maricopa. Mar- okay, so my dad. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best. Uh, no, so Maricopa. Um, it was interesting. Um. It was a pop-up course, so it's not really, like, anything. It's nothing I've ever seen before. It's not a course I'm familiar with. I had to go filming, like, blind. I could have gone out there the day before and, like, walked the course and stuff, but it's genuinely, like, an hour and ten minutes from my house. So driving all the way out there just to film or just to walk a course, you know, is, like, whatever. Hold on. Oh. Oh, no. For audio listeners, I see just picked his teeth with uh, a steak knife. It appeared with, with a knife. With the, um, that's not. I do it. I have a. I have a uh, pocket that was knife. A white impression. <laughs> it's not a knife. Um, I uh, genuinely do that while I'm driving my car as well. And sometimes the looks I get from other because I have a pocket knife in my car. Mm. And if I'm eating something on the way to a round or whatever, and it gets stuck in my teeth. I just pop that out. And like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty. Yeah. What? As, what's your weirdest car snack? I know this is off like left field, but weirdest car snack that you enjoy. Weirdest car snack. I'll 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 give you my answer. Uh jalapeno stuffed green olives in the jar all, in the cup holder. I absolutely fucking hate olives, which is hysterical because my home course is called Los Olivos and it is an olive grove. <laughs> <laughs> So I play through olives all the time. I cannot stand them. I don't oh, like so the good. smell. I don't like the taste. I, I prefer like... green olives, but I just... used to work so tangy. I used to work at a like a, a Kroger grocery store. You know it is Kroger with fries for us here. Gotcha. And uh we also don't have Kroger here. <laughs> Excuse but... me, miss. Um but they have this olive station in the middle of the store where it's just like a, a, a like a rollaway cart that has like 18 different Jesus. kinds of olives in it. Grab a and handful you, of olives. Well, you use a spoon because we're not Neanderthals and you mm. put them in like a little thing and then you box it up and they weigh it at the front. And it's, it's very bizarre, but I could smell that shit anywhere in the store. And it, I used to hate going to work because <laughs> um, anyway, Maricopa uh, or my weirdest car snack. I'm not, I don't really eat anything weird. I, would say the strangest thing I eat while driving is probably a breakfast sandwich from QT. Oh yeah, it's not weird. I had um, one of those this morning. 
um, or I really love the mini Ritz bits, like Ooh. the cheese crackers. I yeah, fly. the mini ones. Those are yeah, fire. I would fuck them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maricopa. Yeah, back to Maricopa. So I get there Friday at about eleven thirty. My card doesn't tee off until twelve thirty, and the TD's name is Sam Russ. Great guy. He's like, I'm starting to get worried. I was like, how early do you think I have to be here, my guy? Like, I don't, I'm like, I get B-roll, which I got plenty of. And then I get, you know, like the videos of the golfers up close. I take their pictures I send it to Terry, all that stuff. But like it, that takes 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't, it's, I don't have to be there early. So I was starting to get worried. I was like, no. So um, he was very kind. And the first day I wrapped filming, uh, my round, he gave me a player's pack. So it was actually oh, nice. a $10 gift card to Infinite Discs, which is nice. Okay. And then there's a bar and grill that they all went to for a party. I had such a long drive after I, did, I didn't go and yeah. apologize because I was like, I just want to go home and get to because mm-hmm. this course was in the middle of the desert. I mean, you just pull up off the side of a dirt road and you get out and there's hole one. It was like... And you said it was a pop-up course. Like they just kind of throw together holes. Yeah, they had really nice Mach X baskets, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they went out. The holes were well designed. You know, they there was a lot of shrubbery, like desert shrubbery, cacti, things like that. And uh, the first day was great. And AB and I have kind of become buddies at this point, which is kind oh, of nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So when when he sees me now, he's you know he's a little bit warmer. But again, I don't I don't yeah. enemies to lovers. Yeah, well, I think he's that's just his personality. He's just kind of very stoic a lot of the time. Yeah. But now when he sees me, he's, you know, he, he'll, what's up, man? Person. And yeah. um, really funny is when, I, when you're behind the lens, and I'm sure Terry doesn't have this problem anymore, but, like, when you're filming, I don't know scores. I don't know what hole we're on. I don't – I'm not paying attention to anything. I'm just filming and – trying to track the disc through the viewfinder and that's about as far as you get. Um, so I said, we were on maybe like hole six and I was like, Hey, when we get to nine, can you guys remind me? Cause I have to get a lingering shot of the basket afterwards. Cause Terry posts a little score graphic and he mm-hmm. likes it to be a live shot. So I was like, Hey, can you guys just remind me when we get to nine and AB turns around and goes, you know, what, man, how about you do your job and we'll do our jobs. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Anyways, I'm just messing with you, man. And I was like, oh, god damn, bro. <laughs> You're like staring into my soul. I didn't know. I was like, how? Okay. I mean, that's a, that is yeah. 100% a fair assessment. And I'm sorry that I'm bad at my job. And then he's like, I'm just messing with you. Oh, okay. Oh, man. And then and then maybe like a whole later, he goes, hey, I meant to ask you, how do you like me throwing these sky blue drivers into the sky for you to watch? And I was like, I <laughs> hate you <laughs> and he started laughing and it's funny too because the second day he made another joke about it and nick newton who's a he's an arizona local he lives down in tucson part of the year i think and um same thing he was oh man all my distance drivers are blue i was like god damn it dude like it's it's very touchy when you're filming mm-hmm. drives because it could turn, and unless you're zooming in at the right pace at the right time, it's so easy to lose. And there were several in the first two rounds. There were several drives where I was like, <laughs> "I think it's over here," <laughs> and I hate doing that because I know Terry's watching, going, "Jesus, dude, it, 
like it very clearly flipped. But when I'm like this, yeah, my, well, I mean, if anyone understands this big, like it's very difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, you, you have any any better luck like getting out of the viewfinder and just trying to like hand eye coordinate watching it with your bare you, eye and pointing the camera? You would think the issue with that is I can't see how far I'm zooming if I try and do it that way. Oh, that makes sense. So I can't, if I, I could zoom all the way the hell in super fast mm -hmm. and not really know because I can't visually see what the zoom is doing. That makes sense. Um, Cause I tried that at the big arm challenge. Mm -hmm. And when Terry came back, he always gives me feedback, which I always ask for when he came back in January for Shelly Sharp Memorial, he's like, you, you really got to like work on your tracking because you're, you know, you're kind of just, point where you think it's going mm -hmm. and I, so i really have made it a mission to, to try and work on that hole 11 at maricopa open i'm excited for you guys to see the footage because i did get some really great shots but hole 11 hole 10 they're throwing up the side of the mountain so like they would throw and then we would have to hike like 50 feet up which doesn't sound like a lot but the terrain is very rocky it's very slippy mm -hmm. and uh the first day I wore vans because I didn't know how extreme the terrain was going to be and trying to get up the side of the mountain in vans. You you'll be able to hear me on hole 10 round one. I'm filming them putting like this. <laughs> I mean, I was fucking dying and I text Terry. Oh. I was like, I'm so sorry, dude, you're going to hear me breathing on hole 10 because they started putting before I could catch my breath. And yeah, it's only 50 feet, but like, it's like climbing up 50 feet of a sand dune. Yeah. So tired when you get to the top. So then after hole 10 is hole 11 and hole 11, you have to climb up another 30 or 40 feet to get to the tee box. And it's a 75 foot downhill, 680 foot hole. Ooh. And on the first day, AB put it under the basket. No way. Under the basket. That man's a monster. And he literally, when you see the footage, his his eagle putt is him just picking the disc up and dropping it straight in, no chance. Like he's underneath it. God, and I was man. like, damn, man, I'll, no one's gonna throw a shot that good again. No, that's like fast forward two days later, and Tristan no. Tanner does exactly the same thing, bruh. And he he ended up winning. And I'm proud to say that I I personally have solo filmed two Maricopa Opens in a row. The first one, AB got his first win with his new sponsor, Discraft. And then this one, Tristan Tanner got his first win with his new sponsor, <gasps> DGA. Hey, and, I'm speaking for Deutsch Disc Golf right now. Spoilers. Hey, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, man, it was but really fun. Tristan. The, yeah, Tristan... I, I made a joke with him because he used to post on Instagram all the time, like what he was having for breakfast and stuff. And I ran mm -hmm. into him and in, in Vista a bunch. And I was like, I'm just going to start calling you oats overnight because that's always what you post that you're eating for breakfast. And it's really funny because if we make that your nickname with your initials being TT, it'll be T-O-O-T. I'm just call you Toot. Toot. And he was like, yeah, sure, man. And so. <laughs> so uh, this guy? There was recently a post that um, him and the Amside podcast put out about how he's a tour fashion icon now. Mm. And I was like, listen, when I met you, you still had hair. You know, you were doing like the whole like living in the van thing. And I and 
I said, then you shaved your head and you started wearing snapbacks. And I've been doing that for years. So I don't know why they didn't give me any credit. He was, oh, yeah, it was definitely meeting you for sure. And I was like, <laughs> of course it was. I know. I know. I don't wear those dumbass pit vipers like you and AB do, but I, uh, oh, did. I hate those. I they, just, yeah. Listen, I love you guys. If you love pit vipers, like more power to you. I just think you look absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I think the only person who can pull them off is Bear Bite. Yeah, but like that he, tracks just, because it, the rest of his yeah. fashion correlates. But yeah, but like, like seeing AB wear, wear nice polo shorts and then pit vipers. What the fuck? Yeah. Did you get confused with your eyewear? Yeah, it's strange. <clears throat> but Maricopa Open was fun. Three days, three difficult days. I genuinely on my drive home was like, I had to keep like slapping myself in the face and like trying to wake myself up yeah. because I was nodding off because. Three hours of driving almost uh and three hours of filming in this like no shade it's just full sun and i was just beat to shit yeah. but it was a yeah, good but time it's exhausting yeah i mean at least the blaring horns and brights from semis can wakes you up pretty well <laughs> no brights it was still daytime i was leaving at three o'clock in the afternoon oh you know what that's fair yeah for some but, reason, I always think of falling asleep driving as being like a nighttime, but I guess it doesn't have to be, right? Oh, your voice modulated so bad right there. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. No, it, I mean, because the drive out there was always faster than the drive home because of go-home traffic. Mm. So it was just like I caught that every time. Of course, it's Phoenix. There's construction on the freeways 100% of the time. So yeah. I will just say... I, I Terry doesn't know how lucky he is to have not had to film it himself because I think he would have been pissed about it. We just wouldn't have Maricopa open anymore, at least on film. Not a not at that course. If they go back to Copper Sky or Maricopa Meadows, then absolutely we could have it. But like, I think if if I'm sure Terry's filmed worse. I'm sure filming like D Glow oh. at Toboggan and things like that. Like, yeah, you know that's got to be awful. But like that's a smooth incline of grass there's no you know you're not losing your footing and like all that stuff what hey hey rv3 um i hate to put more work for you uh this episode is brought to you by great lakes disc <laughs> oh yeah we're supposed, supposed to, to do say that. within two minutes it's two minutes of the 25 minutes the in um two minutes 20 minutes was the difference sorry papa love you i also love you papa <laughs> whoops it's even in my notes. Like I looked right over it. I'm, I'm my excuse is that I'm ill and that I did not think of it. Uh, my excuse uh, is that I'm dumb as fuck, boy. Okay. Um. So disc golf chick cheating on her boyfriend. What stuff? Did you see that? No. No, you missed that. No way. That was okay. if it was this weekend. I was not. I think human. it was this weekend. It was not human. Yeah, so you know the the Twitter Twitter page disc golf chick. She's also I do know her on yeah. um everything else. Uh, well, her boyfriend blasted her on Twitter, said that she cheated on him, and he is now turning this page into a WWE uh fan page. And uh, here I'll read the tweet uh verbatim. This will no longer be an Emily Rouse disc golf chick page. She cheated on her fiance, and it will eventually switch to a wrestling page. Continue to follow if you'd like. <laughs> what yeah wild and like i quote tweeted it 
shortly after that. And I'm like, why don't both of you guys come on the podcast? We'll figure it out together. Which I think I thought was really funny, but could have been taken in bad taste. So I deleted it, but that's wild. Um, yeah, it, I think we should try and get wild Charles Barkley into disc golf because he's trash at actual golf. Ooh. And we will start the disc golf chuck. And that Ooh. and that'll disc be our chuck. our new venture. <laughs> I like it. We asked for it, and you delivered. Now it's time for Listener Ads. Hi there. It's your old friend Beth the Berg. I sure do hate the wintertime. It's cold and the disc golf courses are closed. I wouldn't want to get snow in my grooves anyway. But I sure am looking forward to the Third Coast Championship, a three-day disc golf tournament in southwest Michigan. I just can't wait to see Lake Michigan at Saugatuck, those cool city parks in Bridgman, and boy, oh boy, am I excited to get tossed around at the new champion course, Lake Arvista Sports Complex in South Haven. It's the Third Coast Championship. Sponsored by Westside Disc. Brought to you in association with Sandridge Disc Golf Club and Chanley Events. Hey, Shank and Spicy Boy, this is Zach PDG, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, yeah, so this is my ad, I guess. Um, if people want to check me out, I'm on TikTok and Instagram, ZachP underscore DG. I post instructional things, things that are trying to be funny, up to you if they are or not. But uh encourage people to check out my accounts. I'm also a member, very low-level member, but member of Team DGA. So shout-out to DGA. And, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for those ads. If you want to be featured on next week's podcast, reach out on Twitter or Instagram and let us know, at HangingLoosePod. And, as always, thanks for listening. Now... Back to the guys. Well, uh, ladies and gents, we have the one and only Matt White in the green room, simmering. Like it's the white room when he's in there. Ooh, yeah. We're once fun. again welcome to the Three White Guys podcast. Hey, hey, you guys hear me all right? Uh, yeah, you're all right. I'm alive. How you doing, dude? Yeah, doing good. Welcome doing to the good. show. Appreciate so, you guys having me on. Yeah, of so I course. Like a, I got like a one in ten chance to book a movie role after this, right? That's what the odds are. Yeah. Yep. yep. So so Absolutely. far the, the odds keep going up, but you know it only takes one other person to drop them back down. So <laughs> we'll uh, make sure I to give us cameras, man. We'll get you in a movie of some sort. Of some sort. <laughs> uh, you guys keep having uh, all these good-looking guests. You know, it'd be some kind of movie made. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, that's just so many ten episodes people. in a row that uh, our guest has been more handsome than us. So, oh, I don't. Let's not elevate Terry too much. His head's big enough. <laughs> that's fair. Nine <laughs> episodes. Well, it wouldn't even be in a row. Nine <laughs> out of ten episodes we've had. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a ninety percent uh, chance to be better looking than the host, which is that's true. A lot something. Words. It's a lot Words. more exciting to rely on. I don't know. I'm sick, so I'm sorry, Matt. You didn't, you're not getting me at my finest. That's all right. So, Are you wearing Matt. the Diamondbacks Barella jersey? Yeah, yeah, I just got it. I ordered it and um, had it sent to a home I no longer frequent. So picking it up was 
uh, something Ooh. I had to schedule. Um, but everything went smoothly. Everything was great. Um, yeah, so no worries. I didn't I didn't wear it the last day of Maricopa because I knew AB was going to wear his. And that's like, if I match with AB, that's going to be a little so. I don't know if the second cam would have caught you guys in frame together. Oh, God. And then we'd have run away into the sunset. Yeah, enemies to lovers. So what's going on, Matt? Tell, tell us about yeah. you. How's it, how's it feel to be back on Twitter? It's like I was on Twitter for like, I don't know, like 12 years. And then uh, I got... I got a warning when I posted a picture of it was my Lone Star team disc from like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they sent me a warning about that. I asked them what was up and they said, Oh, it was just a mistake that our crawler uh, got it. And then they reinstated me that time. And then I got another warning uh, back before Christmas and they just said, your account has been scheduled for termination. There's no appeal available. So um, mm. I was. You got to stay off those QAnon message boards, dude. I don't know if I'm the one with that problem, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's maybe. it's great that you're um, skirting Twitter's terms of service to join us again. So, however briefly, long it uh, it keeps up, but hopefully for a while, it's good to see everybody again. Yeah, folks, that, I'm not on Facebook or whatever, so a lot of these folks I don't connect with anywhere else. And there's a really really great group on Disc Golf Twitter, so. Yeah, I'm missing those guys too much to stay away indefinitely. Yeah, I try to stay somewhat active on um, Instagram. Uh, I feel like I get a little um, selly on Instagram because I don't know what else to post other than just like the podcast or whatever else. You know, um, I'm not much of a media guy in the off season. Like I went to try to play around today. I played about six holes and. I didn't, I mean, I got to the hole closest to my car and just called it. It was nice to play, but whew, Midwest winters are, it's, it's nice out, but it's a swamp. So not quite for all time. A little bit rougher. Uh, we've been wet, but it, other than one week, it hasn't been that cold. We got single digits for a minute, but overall <laughs> it was uh, not too bad. Yeah. So does the, uh, Brian Earhart know that you're wearing his face? No, but no way. My home course briefly and didn't put it together till later. <laughs> that's so funny. I yeah, until Spicy just said something. No, that's uncanny. <laughs> There's a guy that used to come into one of my trivia bars, and he looked just like Brian as well. And I was like, "Dude, you look like this disc golfer." And he's like, "Disc golf?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I showed him. He's like, "God damn, I look just like that guy." I was like, "I know. It's kind of. I thought you were him when you rolled in here." Uh, oh. Also, re- rest in peace to the bar Gilbert. That was my Sunday night hosting gig, and I woke it's up gone? to my text yesterday that they have permanently closed, effective immediately. Oh, so no. Now I get Sunday nights back, um, start throwing some glow rounds and stuff, I think, because we're right about to hit perfect weather time in Phoenix. It's going to be like 80 degrees and sunny for like two months, and then it's going to get murderous again. So <laughs> excited to get out there. Two months, though. Huh? Yeah. That sounds pretty awesome, though, those next two months. I'm stoked. It's been a little chilly. I mean, chilly for us is like we walk outside and it's 32 degrees. I'm sure both of you would kill for that, but yeah, it's been nice. It's gonna hit 50 next week here, so <laughs> we're we're getting there. Suck it. This week, and then I was uh I was in Florida for work last week, so that was pretty nice. Nice. Mm. 
that's those are uh, here in Florida are the spots for the off season for the pros, man. It's like Cat uh, Allen. She also, I think the course, my home course, Los Olivos, is where she plays during the off season a lot. We've got Vista, uh, Fountain, Red Mountain. We've got loads of courses in perfect weather. So it's either here or Florida. What do you do for work, Matt, if you don't mind me asking? I work for a major flooring company, and I do, like, sales training for those guys. So I travel all around the country working with our sales teams and different retail outlets to learn how to sell floors good. <laughs> nice. You're the Jor- Jordan Belfort. Uh, Fuck, that's, that's awful, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just try to – and since I'm traveling all the time, I play courses all over the country. So it kind of works out good for me that I'm flying and driving all over the place and getting to try new courses everywhere. I think I played uh, like 63 different courses last year. So for someone wow. who doesn't get to tour or anything, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. I I think I've played a total of maybe eight to nine courses in my life, and that's just – I don't travel much. I don't – you know, I play the same courses – it's Vista. Or it's one of the three I just named or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You named our pretty nice ones. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. no complaints. I um, will be playing, hopefully, in May, my second out-of-state course. The first time I played was in Stockton with the OTB boys. I can't think of the mm. uh, Walnut Grove or something like that. Um but maybe I don't know if anything's been finalized. I might be going to Vegas in May. Ooh, you gonna play the L- horse for the LVC to oh. film FPO? Possibly. I'm not sure. Nice. Look up North Las Vegas uh, Disc Golf Park. They've got a. Uh, it's like a nine-hole uh, ball golf course, but it's lit. And they have two layouts of nine holes for disc golf that you can play at night. It's really cool. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. North Vegas Disc Golf Park. Nice. A little bit of a sketchy part of town, but it's really cool. Hey, hey it's the lit. whole city is sketchy. That's fair. Um, I They should honestly, I mean, it kind of kills glow rounds, um, but I, I've been seeing a lot of those uh, pop up more where they have like lights on the disc golf course so you can play at night. And that seems just like a great idea because especially in like the off um, off summer months, because it gets dark like six o'clock here. And once you're off work, there's just no time, you know, so having a, a not lit... every park allows glow. So having those spots, it's true. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of yeah, the uh, um, popular uh, glow destinations here in Phoenix is Papago Park, which is right by the airport. And they just installed a night ball golf course. Like the golf course was already there, but they put up like floodlights. So now when you're going to try and play glow at Papa Go, Papa Glow as we call it, you can't see jack shit because of those floodlights. So we actually have all pretty much stopped playing Tuesday night Papa Glow. Damn. Well, you know. Yeah. You'd be like that. Or Gilbert. All right, what were you going to say, Caleb? Still gone. See if they'll put baskets out there. Y'all just play there. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just uh, – one of the questions I wanted to ask you is just, like, you have a YouTube channel. Uh, you know, um, 
I think most people know would know that if they know you. But um, you've been doing it for a, a long while. What have you learned? Like, what has been a night a, a good like lesson over the? Because you've been doing it for a few years now, right? I think my first video in like 2014. Okay, yeah. On, so on the iPhone five. So uh, yeah, I've been doing it for a minute, and <laughs> I learned how to make really bad videos for a while. <laughs> Uh, so hey, you're on a really bad podcast. So. <laughs> I, I do joke around that uh, Jamie, the owner of Reptilian Disc Golf, says that the Stego is the worst disc ever made. And I think <laughs> I tell him that's perfect, that you sponsor the worst YouTuber that exists. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've learned a lot about it and actually have learned more in the last couple of years than I did, I think, in the previous, you know, eight. But, mm-hmm. um, a lot about what people want to see, what they don't want to see, and really that the content I like creating sometimes is not going to be the big flashy videos that get a whole bunch of attention. But I try to make, like I make a lot of disc reviews on discs that when I make them, people don't care about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I did one on the Clash Disc Pepper, right right when they came out and no one cared about Clash Disc. And all of a sudden, that that goes from like having 50 views to like 3000 in like a day because all of a sudden Eric Oakley's throwing it on coverage somewhere and oh yeah. holy crap what's this disc and i've got the only review out there so yeah and you've I got the make, first uh, index yeah exactly so i try to make stuff i find interesting stuff that's not out there too much mm-hmm. and then um when i'm traveling I'll, if i'm going to a cool course like i got to play hornet's nest last year oh, i did oh, a nice. video on that one right. It was really, really fun. Really, really yeah. cool to do. And then, uh, have you have you guys ever heard of Showman's Park in Tampa? Yes, I have. It's like it's like a circus museum, but they've got a disc golf course there. And oh, it's literally like got carnival rides, like a broken down gravitron and bumper cars and everything. They have a basket, elevated basket inside a bumper car. Really, really funky place. And that was one yeah. of my best viewed one from uh, last year was playing that course it was really fun that's cool dang no i've I'll have to look that i'll have to find that on your channel because i've never heard of that it sounds cool um i think i may oh, have yeah. seen a few photos from it like the bumper car really rings a bell my thumbnail is one of the baskets that's inside like uh one of those helicopter ferris wheel rides it's kind of neat so you can literally only putt from the front huh nice it's like the um, I kind of sound similar to that uh, cor- uh, flying armadillo that course in um, the Texas, uh, but like it's long, it's like legit. It's like flying a, armadillo is like kind of short. This yeah, that's like, it's like, like a gimmicky four five hundred foot holes. Yeah, dang. Okay, sweet. Y'all have to check that out. The the either it's pinned from you or YouTube suggests it. But when you search you on YouTube, uh, the first one that comes up is the Allstego round. At least from for uh, I don't know if that's because it's pinned. Or whatever, but um, are you like a stego salesman? Actively, yes. <laughs> uh, pretty no, much. I'm, I'm, you I'm sent really... me one, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you sent me. A, yeah, you, you sent me the stego. That thing is unusable. Go buy one. Um, I I throw them so much. I really do. I throw. I have two in my bag. I've got the the tar pit one, like I sent you, and then I, I've mm-hmm. got an amber one that's their premium plastic one. I throw them all the time. And people always say, oh, he's breaking out his cheater disc because <laughs> I know how to throw them to get birdies on those like 200, 250 foot holes mm-hmm. really well. 
And uh, a lot of people would throw that disc and be like, I think even Drew Gibson threw it was like, this is the stupidest thing ever created. Yeah, it's it's the it's what the tilt of the mid range category, like, and what I found weird about it, and it might be because of that little lip on the top of the disc, but the the softer you throw it, the farther it wants to fly. Like if you try to rip on a stego, it just nosedives. So is that true? That top bead, yes. The it's the way that the outer rim hits the drag. Okay. Top is like Mm -hmm. okay. I'm. yeah, it's like it's, it's like it. puddle it top. But... Go get it's it! Gonna, I'll grab one. It's got one right here. Hell yeah! That's the prototype glow one. I think I've got one of like five. Yeah, but so yeah, it's got it like yeah, like a almost like a bead on top. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so like it, yeah, um... it's pretty straight, and then you throw it really hard, and it. Fades like crazy. Yeah, it's the the only real use I found from found for it is um like really steep Anheuser forehands, like just super chopping it over because you can like yeah. that will pan out. Yeah, and it, you'll get maybe a hundred feet out of it. <laughs> no, it's it's a solid disc. Um, it's fun to throw. That's for sure. It's it's the opposite of a glitch. I think. It's like you have the glitch on one end or of the spectrum and then the stego on the other, where it's like the glitch. Because they, like Reptilian makes legit this. The Heel is an awesome mid-range. Their new carnivore drivers, like kind of a destroyer, but they are most known for this like, really mm-hmm. crazy, goofy gimmick disc that yeah. a lot of people a, just love. Probably one of my favorite stamps. I, it's just, it's so, it's it's cute. It looks like, it reminds me of the um, Dino Discs. The, I mean, obviously, because it's a di- dinosaur, but like even the the stamp reminds me of just kind of like a like a kid's drawing, you know. And I, th- I think it's um, admirable. But uh, and Jamie, the owner, literally just like sketched it out. And did he? Put it as okay. A it was it's like, like a uh, disc golf course review. Like if we bought enough of the prototypes for him to make it, that he would put up that derpy stamp, and he didn't think we'd do it. And when we bought <laughs> so many, so he was like, "I guess I've got to do it now." <laughs> That's like, like the, the Luna, the the Luna that like I don't Paul just mocked one up and sent it to Discraft and they just printed it. <laughs> oh, like shitty hand drawn like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the uh, Sexton had that with his tour series for um, April Fools last year, was it? Mm-hmm. Where he had like the, the uh, he, drew, he drew a Firebird and it was just you know up there with my favorite stamps, but uh. Yeah, anyways, kind of circling back a little bit. I think it's uh, admirable that you um, make content that you like. You know, uh, there's another guy out there that I think of, uh, Clint- Clinton Pippert. Um, he uh, he makes a lot of content. He makes a lot of, like, data and, like, stats content. And um, I don't think he gets a ton of views from it, but I... I don't think but that's that matters, not what he's after. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not what Matt, like, it's kind of like, you know, I do try to sell this podcast quite a bit, but I mean, we've gone from seven to nine listeners. Appreciate you too. So I think it's important to make what you like first and then, you know, do it long enough. And people are attracted to passion first and foremost. And then you can get into like, you know, I think uh, Bedanza is the opposite side of that spectrum where he went 
straight for you know seo thumbnails he went straight for the like what Flip works he, he he went <clears throat> he went mr beast of disc golf youtube and it worked for him i watched his 100 stuff. million dollars yeah he, he's only got 50 million or whatever yeah that deal would be infinite yeah and it's you know i i started following him early on um uh we had a uh when he was still doing bonanza battles he was when he was coming to dmc he said that he'd swing through my area and play me on the bonanza battle well by the time he actually got around here he stopped doing that series but um it was interesting watching him early on and uh didn't mean for this to become bonanza cast but he said that he would never take a sponsorship because he was all about the community the people and supporting him through his patreon and then you know i guess that um commitment to not taking a sponsorship ended when he got to a good enough deal i guess you know i've Price. i've always been sorry go ahead price and honestly for him it makes sense to partner with infinite since they're also a retailer he's doing yeah. so many disc reviews getting the disc to do it with either free or cheap is uh, probably a great match for him oh for and, sure uh, i was sponsored by them in 2019 and they're great oh nice with. I I bet. Um, yeah, I've been. It's probably why no one's wanted to sponsor me up to this point is because I've been very clear that I will sell out. I will do it. I will sell whatever you want. He check sure out will. my check out my links do, in the description of this episode. How do you think he got me on here? <laughs> Infinite's great. Like, he promises. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they uh, Infinite's the presenting sponsor for the Maricopa Open. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I was around a bunch of infinite players and stuff this weekend. Nice. Uh, didn't they... Who did they sign this offseason that was a big name? God. Who, Maria? Your, your mic isn't picking up like the first two seconds when you speak, Matt, so... See? didn't I have no idea what you're oh, saying. No. Stand by. We got uh, technical difficulties. Oh, Dad! Yeah. See if that works any better. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was trying to remember. Is Allie Smith one of theirs now? Did they pick up Allie? Infinite. I think so. I think like they did some kind of like sounds right. thought space infinite thing like a few people have. Oh, RV3, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. We yes. got some Allie Smith to Infinite. Can confirm. Nice. Cool. We're like we're thrilled weeks to ago. announce our sponsorship for Ali Smith in the upcoming 2024 disc golf season. Nice. Ali Smith is good friends with my friend Steph Olson. She's a uh, big Kansas City disc golf person. She lives mm. in Washington right now, but um, she was with Ali when Ali won. I can't remember the event that she won. Oh yeah, that um, was really last season. The wide open, wasn't it? Kansas City wide open. Kansas wide open. Yeah. She wow, was uh, she was with Allie when she won that. So hi cool. Steph, love you. I know you're not listening, but I love you anyway. <laughs> Could be she might be she might be one of the two new listeners. She's not. I promise. <laughs> the last thing I could see Steph <laughs> wanting to do is sit down and listen to me jabber on about disc golf for an hour. <laughs> what any uh, big plans this year, Matt? What are you What are you looking to really tackle as uh, the 2024 season ramps up? Well, I've got my hand and I talked to Caleb about it a little bit. We got my hand on a lot of different things. So I TD our local league up here. We're gonna we just stopped in uh, the thirty first of December for last year and getting started again 
probably end of March. And then I uh, got a couple tournaments coming up. There's one at the end of February that's on a private course up here that actually, if you look at old footage, uh, Simon and Avery Jenkins have played this one years ago. It's the Haywood Valley Open up in Northwest Georgia. So uh, if you, you guys want to see where I'm playing, there's an old video of Avery and Simon playing that course. And uh, then I'm traveling around for work, trying to make this new series I'm doing on my channel, where it's kind of like travel vlog style. Mm. So I don't know if you guys ever watched, like, uh, have you guys mm. ever heard of Bald and Bankrupt? I don't think it's my life story. <laughs> uh, uh, he's a, you actually look a little bit like him, Spicy, but he's a British guy that goes around. That's actually a compliment. Look it up. He's a good looking gentleman. People tell me I look like Tim the Tap Man all the time, and that is not a compliment. <laughs> no, this is a lot better. This is a lot better. Okay. Uh, um, he's a British guy who travels around mainly Eastern Europe, basically going places no one else would want to travel. He's got a little uh, handy cam and just going around adventurizing, as he says, in all these different places in Russia and Ukraine. And he was in Ukraine when uh, Russia invaded. So uh, he has an evacuation video. I'm not doing anything that hardcore, but like, <laughs> out, <laughs> out in the with the masses of disc golf trying to capture like what everybody is doing on different courses throughout the country. So nice. Uh, That'd be pretty cool. Be fun. Well, if you come to uh middle of nowhere, Iowa, I'll chase you off a course with like a hatchet or something. <laughs> your, your, your action. I actually want to go to Georgia and play some of the courses. Um, one of the first friends I ever made in disc golf is Keith Bombalin. And he owns bomb squad disc golf out of Georgia. I know Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Keith oh, and Brandon yeah. for sure. Yeah. Boomtown Super, tournament several times. Yeah. Boom. He's a yeah, he's a really nice guy. He was um I haven't talked to him in a long time, but uh he just happened to be in Phoenix for work. I think he trains on like CNC machines, mm -hmm. like like industrial grade ones. And he was in town for work during the memorial the first year that I volunteered. And he and I became buddies and uh he's uh doing well, I hope. Like I said, I I don't I haven't heard from him in a while. I think we disagreed on some pretty important things. So I don't know if that's what it was, but um, he's, they uh, he's if they were getting a pepperoni or sausage pizza. Yeah. All, all sausage. Critical. All the time. Um, sausage. But uh, he was, he was always great to me. He gifted me a few discs and a uh, scorecard. I wonder if I still have it up here. Let me see. So, oh. Yeah. George is on the visit list for sure. Also because I love wings. It's a good spot for that. And, um, uh, Great for disc golf, too. And we've had an explosion of courses in the last couple of years. The area I'm in, in now had, in uh, 2015, had one course. That was awesome. Oh, that's sick. It was first first disc golf gift I ever got. Nice. That was very cool. Yeah, they're good people. Uh, and that's a cool tournament they run. They run one at a ball golf course that's 27 holes. I think the average length is like 550 or something like that. There's several good holes Lord. 1,000 feet, so... Long day throwing. Yikes. Do you ever so get to play with the uh, I know um Frolfer Mag is out of Georgia. Do you ever play with that guy? Mm, if I do, I don't know him by that name. Gotcha. Um he's the got the Frolfer magazine um oh yeah I, I account on Twitter. I've met him, but I've never played with him. Gotcha. He runs some stuff downtown. Yeah. It's, it's kind of rough because we're just far enough away where I run stuff just outside of where his people play and vice versa. So it's a lot of, you know, Sunday and Thursday leagues is mainly what we do around here. Mm. So uh, we 
we don't get to overlap a lot, but he does some cool stuff. He just did a like multiple parts point series called the Tour de Froth. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a hat from that coming in the mail. His logo is pretty sick. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I wish I could have done that. It was a two round tournament on a Friday and I couldn't get off. Oh, you just, you just leave, ask for <laughs> forgiveness, not permission. And I'm not in the office that much, so I try to <laughs> be good when I am. <laughs> yeah. Behave a little bit. So yeah. I've got a little bit of a, we're gonna uh, spicy take sure. this this episode. Look at him. He's... <laughs> you look excited. Fucking, you owe me a nickel. <laughs> I got to pay him royalties every time I say yeah. spicy. <laughs> Dude, I remember the first time I heard that on the Disc Golf Network when Terry was like, "Hey, it's a time for our halal guys spicy shot of the day." I was like, "Hey, man, fucking call me or nothing." <laughs> Pieces of shit. You just. <laughs> We all know it's about you. It's yeah, not all guys. That. Yeah, obviously. I mean, their their famous sauce is the white sauce, and that's also my stripper name. So I mean, <laughs> they're really just encroaching on all of my intellectual property. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they owe you money at this point, right? Or at oh, least 100%. some free falafel. Haven't even gotten that. <laughs> all right, sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, you're good. All right, so I'm just going to pose this to the whoever wants to answer. Um, what are your thoughts about the teams, the likes of which Lone Star, Doomsday, Black Zombie, uh, etc., are building? Um, do you think AMs are just attracted to the sense of community, or is it kind of a gross marketing ploy from those companies to use that uh, that sense of community just to up disc sales? Yeah, I've got kind of mixed feelings about it because with some people who are in it for the right reasons, they can get a lot of positivity out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's kind of a specific case. I know from the company standpoint, they're creating a captured audience, which as a business person, I respect it a little bit, but it's still kind of predatory behavior. So yeah. in, a, in a way, I've got pretty mixed feelings about it. But for the right person, it can be a good situation. There's some local guys. I was on Team Lone Star before they did the Giant Ranger team, and when they did that, I was kind of like, I'm not sure that I want to be around this, so decided yeah. to uh, to get out. Yeah. And I uh, found a much better situation for myself, and it was great. But, um, you know, for those guys who they're the MA3, MA2 players that aren't going to get a whole lot of sponsorship offers, they feel like that gives them maybe a little bit of cachet or whatever in their local scene. Like, maybe it's worth it for them. But yeah. The restrictions they had where you have to bag 90% Lone Star. And if you like if you carry a full size like grip or octothorpe bag like a lot of people do, that's like $350 worth of disc, even at, yeah. at discount. So I mean that's with 800 players, that's a little bit of a cash cow for those guys. So mm -hmm. I mean I don't love the predatory predatory aspect of that. I don't know necessarily about the doomsday one. Um you guys, I don't know if you've been in disc golf long enough. Do you remember a company called Salient? Yeah, wasn't Yuli on Salient for a while? Yuli, I don't think so. Cam Todd was. Johnny McRae was. That might be who I'm thinking of. McRae. Johnny McRae. Uh, I get the best of all the time. I, uh, driver yeah. Johnny McRae's. I remember hearing, I, I wasn't around in disc golf at the time, um, but I do remember they kind of had like a, weren't they like arm in arm with Prodigy? 
Um, they were they were with Yakun back when they were new. So oh, okay. They were making I'm just of their I'm disc. all sorts of wrong. <laughs> and uh, I mean, a lot of people thought they were kind of in bed with Prodigy, maybe since they both had dealings with Yakun, but um, I, I don't know exactly how that all ties mm-hmm. together. But their their owner sponsored me and some other local guys in South Carolina and stuff. And then he did it. He was the first one I ever saw. He was like, oh, you buy into the Salient Squad and you get a T-shirt and a disc and a mini and and then you're on the team. And I was yeah. like, hey, that's that's a little that's, out there. And that's what Doomsday is doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doomsday has like a, I think it's like a $60 package or $65 package or something like that. The prepper that pack. Can, yeah, that you can buy off their website and then it's like entry to their Doomsday team. Now, um, I'm, I'm right there with you uh with uh as as a marketer like and i'm in the marketing business um genius i mean like you said captured audience um it's pretty unique to disc golf because it's it's you know you're creating that sense of community and then you're also like yeah welcome to the team now you have to buy 350 dollars worth of discs to stay on the team exactly you know um doesn't feel like you've earned anything in my opinion in that like i'm being sponsored by OTB is like a blessing for me and it's mm-hmm. not for my golf skills. It's just cause I'm a moron on Twitter and, <laughs> and they happen to enjoy my type of moronic behavior. And even I don't, I have imposter syndrome very badly. Like you were talking about earlier this week on Twitter, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's bad. I, yeah, I hate it. Like, I wish I didn't have it, but like, I don't, I don't feel I deserve to be sponsored by any disc golf company. So being offered that yeah, makes you feel special, but to just pay 65 bucks, it's kind of like the PDGA. Oh, I'm, I'm a, Oh, we lost oh. Matt. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, that's Great the end camera. of this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no I just, I just don't, uh, I, I'd rather feel like I earned a sponsorship than, that i bought one yeah and i like i'm i'm right there with you like i was on team black zombie uh was like my first like quote-unquote team i was on Mm -hmm. um not a lot of people know about they're kind of small they they had a partnership with lone star to make their plastic um they moved on from lone star to um no it was the other way around they had a they had a deal with uh gateway to make their plastic and then they moved on to lone star and um there were some just a lot of political people in the welcome back. There was a lot of people, uh, political people in the um, black zombie group and uh, n- not stuff that I agree with. Not that like, you know, politics in general in a community group like that, they should be moderating a lot better, but they weren't moderating it at all. So I decided to part ways with them, join Lone Star. And I was like, I, I rocked that for a while, but it just was, it didn't feel like anything. I was at first, I was excited that I was like, Oh, I'm on a team. And then it kind of dawned on me that like, it's not, I, they, they're just selling me plastic. I didn't even buy, buy any of their plastic really. I took two free discs and a t-shirt and left. <laughs> but, um, uh, and then now I've finally got my first like proper sponsorship that they're actually offering me value and mm-hmm. i'm excited to offer that value back to them um whenever their uh, owner gets back to emailing everybody and letting us know when we can announce that i will announce that but uh um 
yeah so that that that's that's nice it's just i appreciate it because in marketing you want a community over an audience and disc golf is such a good community that i think some of these companies are taking advantage of it like even when we all have differing opinions sometimes we're all still disc golfers i mean like in the holy shot documentary it was um was it dunapace that said uh the we're the largest family in the world like Mm -hmm. i think it was him yeah i mean when you get down to it really we're we're nerds throwing plastic in the woods yeah uh, it's a pretty tight group really and if we can't overcome some slight differences that now that's on us really yeah and and i think we're all we're all pretty um stoked to be part of a community (laughs) also very white unfortunately (laughs) um you know it's like uh um i won't go there um (laughs) that's probably for the best we're gonna turn (laughs) to the new black zombie discs (laughs) (laughs) no i was just gonna mention parked uh on twitter he's he's always uh people take him the wrong way i think he i think he has good intentions uh was where i was going with that um but that's neither here nor there uh uh, oh you messed me up yes that's that's the reason you brought me on here was to keep you off your uh keep you off your game oh yeah but i i I mean that was my my um question i had for because i was trying to think about it earlier this week because like does it really matter i mean how much different is the lone star ranger team than the prodigy street street team they they have wildly different connotations like when you hear them the ranger team has sort of a negative connotation versus the street team has you know like oh that's kind of cool but they're yeah. not that much different not really the only difference really at all is with prodigy there is some semblance of a standard i know several guys on their street team locally and they're usually at least low level npo guys if uh, yeah if they're younger sometimes you know they're playing ma1 there's one local kid who's he's like how old is he? It's like 16, throws yeah. 500 feet, and he plays MA1, and I have to try to get in his head to beat him every tournament. So, I mean, <laughs> they're usually at least some sort of pretty decent player. So, yeah. with Lone Star, it's like, oh, do you post on social media and want to buy our disc? Let's uh, let's do some stuff. That's even less than that. It's Can you breathe? Can you <laughs> fill out this form? I mean, Are, you just, uh, Are you a dog? Are you a dog? Yeah. He showed us that one. <laughs> He's on Disc Golf Course Review. I don't know if you guys post on there at all. I've been on there Mm-mm. for a long time as well. We had him on the show. Yeah, that was hilarious. He was great <laughs> on here. And he was like going along with it on Disc Golf Course Review from when he first submitted the application and everything and just following along. The whole process was hilarious. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Like, I don't think yeah. he meant anything by it. It's just like, and then uh, our boy Rand Disc Golf sent him uh, a. Uh, jersey for his dog and that's fantastic he's actually getting some of the love he deserved after lone star kind of ran with that you guys i'm gonna get the giveaway for this week oh there goes spicy um (laughs) (laughs) dumb uh let's go maybe get some twitter questions in because i got yelled at last week for not doing them no, you don't want Tennessee twos to yell at you again. Oh man, he's such a bully. He wants to come on the show and I say, Why don't you stop bullying me? 
Uh, and I lose you again. Oh, are you gone? I can see. Oh, you. here you go. Here we go. Oh, I was gonna say I, I got you here. Um, from the Bell Ten, our eyebrow eyebrows facial hair. I'd say yes. They're on your yeah. face. Yeah, hair on your face. There you go. It's fine. All right, that one's settled. Um. Are forehand-only players at a disadvantage in tournaments compared to backhand-only players? I'm obviously a forehand-dominant player, and I feel like I have a crazy good advantage with my shots being more accurate. From Joshua Strau. I feel like that's a pretty uh, salient question to you, because you're forehand mostly, right? Yeah. I mean, or have I a very good forehand anyways. I mean, I'm a forehand-dominant player, and I never feel like I'm really at a disadvantage. If you know your angles, you can carve up just about anything, really. I had a knee injury earlier, you know, last year and could basically only throw forehand and it only impacted my scores just a little bit. So I, I don't think anyone's at a particular disadvantage. If you know your angles, backhand and forehand are pretty equal. Okay. What about you? I just throw left-handed. You just throw left-handed? That works, yeah. too. That's fair. No. Uh, <laughs> so one, one and a half lefty show. It's I, I will uh, never get sick of playing with someone new and then I just walk up to the tee and just rip a lefty draft and they're like, hold on. What the fuck? <laughs> every time. It's so good. That? Every single time. But you threw, but there was the other, it's like, it's really not that, it's not that common or not that uncommon anymore. I feel like yeah. a lot of people no. do it. What I've seen a lot. Guy who, uh, <clears throat> he throws like 600 feet lefty, but he throws a lot of upshots righty forehand. I was just about people. to say, I've been seeing that a lot in my area. A lot of people that have like righty backhand, lefty forehand, or vice versa. I don't know yeah. what that is. It's probably a baseball thing. Is like the best probably. best thing I can think of because like when you think of like a lefty back backhand, it's the same as a right-handed baseball right handed baseball swing. Yeah. So like it makes sense. It just doesn't translate like that to me. Like I I bat left-handed, which would be right side of your body facing right forward. Right yeah. Right-handed backhand. Yeah. Swing. But I can't figure out a righty backhand. So, like, I can see how it would translate. It just doesn't for me. But, yeah, it's weird seeing all the people that have, like, the same shot, just one's shot shape. It's just they can do it with either hand. Yeah, it's it very is odd. Has some different angles, I guess. Yeah. And, like, that's what I hear hear a lot is, like, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, we have a lefty show coming up, so I don't want to get too in the weeds. But um, uh, people walking up to a lefty hole and... uh news to me pay attention to my twitter spicy i announced the next three guests we have matt white cheating lefty courtesy violation oh shit okay stoked for that one well i had to move them because cheating lefty finally got back to me and i think they might be mad at me so i'll find out on this week's episode someone took their turn in front of them that's a courtesy Courtesy violation (laughs) hell yeah no, we got a shout out from them last episode. So big Whoa. shout out to you guys. I think that's Love you, probably four to one now, so you owe us three more. <laughs> um, uh okay, here's my question again from Joshua Strau. Once again, he's getting a lot of airtime. I think you owe us a little bit of cha ching, buddy. No. Um here's my question again. Yeah. Uh, is a hyzer flip with an understable disc better than a flex shot with an overstable disc? Depends on I, I'm assuming he's asking which flies further because they had an argument in our comment section like last week. 
I think it depends on what you want to do. If you're trying to get through a hole in the woods and thread the needle, hyzer flip's usually the way to go. But if you're mm-hmm. trying to get distance with a lot of accuracy, I like the slight anhyzer with an overstable disc. Yeah. Um, I think it's very personal, uh, personalized, whatever you're best at. Uh, I mean, obviously the pros on tour can throw flex backhands a lot further than I could throw. Well, what my max distance shot would be, would be a hyzer flip with like my Hades would yeah. be what I throw to get my max distance. Um, but the guys on tour are throwing like, you know, a Zeus on a, a stupid amount of Anheuser and they're good. It's going like 600 feet looking at you, AB. What did he park <laughs> it with? He throws, um, I don't recall the disc he used. I, cause it, because it was so far downhill, they were um, throwing mids. I think uh, Tristan Tanner parked up with like a, a Tempest, which is not, okay. you know, it's not a, a distance driver by any means. Mm-hmm. But again, they all have way stronger arms. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. It would take me three throws just to get down the mountain, and then <laughs> another two throws to get to the basket because I'm, I'm, I would, I like hyzer flips. Those are my favorite when when you throw it on a strong hyzer, and it just you get that little bit of turn, and then it kind of fades back. Those are that's my preference, um, but we're all different, you know. Yeah, and there's Absolutely. so many shot yeah. shapes. If you can do both, it's really better. But yeah, you know, yeah, whichever one you can do with more consistent executions, the better shot. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's my answer. Is whatever you're more most comfortable, whichever throw you throw furthest with is the mac is the shot shape that goes the furthest spicy you made me think of something y'all want to do a quick story time Ooh, yeah to hit it. it i'll go real fast so tristan tanner seems like really great guy um about 2019 i was at golden gate park and i guess it was the same time that the the pros were coming in to play the the ball golf course down there near san francisco and I was in there for work. I had time to play like one round at Golden Gate Park before I had to go straight to the airport. So I'm mm-hmm. playing it with like my computer bag, my suitcase, like lugging them around the course, looking like probably a homeless person. And all of a sudden, I see Tristan Tanner come up on on one of the holes. It's the ele- one of the elevated basket on the stump. If y'all have ever seen that course, and we throw like three holes together. Not don't talk a whole lot, but I outdrove him on that hole, and he looks at me like. Who is this guy? Who's this homeless guy throwing a <laughs> metal plate slab as far as I throw my felon? And then he just like goes on back to his van and finishes up. <laughs> He's uh when I first met him, I, my story time earlier, we were talking about Tristan a little bit, uh, just because he comes out to to Phoenix in the wintertime. And uh he he had his van and his long hair and everything when I first met him. And now he's, you know, he's got the shaved head and mm-hmm. he's clean cut. And he rallied the Maricopa open in the middle of this fucking, in the, it's just the middle of nowhere. Like the air smelled of horse shit because of all the farms around. And um, he, he gets in this nice, really nice, like purple, red BMW SUV with his lady friend. I don't know what they're. A proper affiliation is so forgive me but he, just, he wins he gets his trophy gets in his beamer and just drives away <laughs> i was like Where did you? <laughs> what okay you 
so much different than when I met you a few years ago, but not not in a bad way. Um, man, I love I love being a media person because the golfers are just so nice to you. Like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, every once in a while, you know, you'll get somebody who's just having a bad round and they kind of throw up an offhanded comment or whatever. But mm-hmm. for the most part, everybody's just like, "Hey, man, good to see you. What's going on?" It makes it, you know. It's so funny because I'm older than all of them, but I feel like a kid. I'm like, hi. It's just, you know, you it's, feel like yeah. you matter, and it's really nice. Um, What's this let's giveaway? Let's do this giveaway. Yeah. Um, in honor of Kevin Jones finishing second place, I know second's not ideal, but he always plays well in Mexico, and I was sent by my sponsors, OTB, this nice – KJ 500 plastic reverb. Ooh, it's a Phoenix Suns color, so you got a uh, little orange and purple. Um, let's do. Tell us if you prefer in the comments. Of course, like, share, subscribe, do all the YouTube things. But in the comments, let us know if you prefer a Heiser flip or full flex. So we can let. Was it Josh that asked that question? You said yes, was his name? Joshua Strau. So we can uh, get a consensus for him and get in more arguments in the comments. But yes, we'll please. pick one um, next Tuesday in a week's time, and uh, we'll DM the winner and let you know. By the way, if we DM you, respond. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to give your prize to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually a little bit behind just because I've been filming and I've been under the weather. Um, I've still got a couple of giveaways to send out. So if you have one and you haven't received yet, I apologize. I'm going to go to the post office tomorrow. We, we will get, I'm in the same boat. I've got that, that grace. I need to get out and I feel so yeah. bad. I've just been broke. You know what? We are AMS though. And we said that at the start yeah. of this podcast. So <laughs> we will get, get them out. You might get them next year, but you'll get them. No, we'll not get. that long. We'll get them out. <laughs> yeah. Thank Sweet. you. Spicy, for the giveaway. Thank you. OTB for the giveaway. Uh, Great Lakes Disc, which we definitely mentioned in the first two minutes of this podcast today. Thank you, Papa, for being pretty. Beautiful man. (laughs) Pretty old. Get him. Fucking get him. him. Um, (laughs) And thanks, Matt, for coming on, man. Thank you. uh, Pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. Doing your thing. Of course. Great to watch you guys put the show together. I've I've been one of your people watching every show, so it's great to be here. You have been. It's been. Thank you. You, you. I think you're the only person that re- responds across Twitter, Insta, and across kind well, of Twitter. Now, now Twitter again. I assume. Yeah, back I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you won't like it. I don't know. I'll check. <laughs> no. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I am terminally online. You cannot escape. Uh, I know you're everywhere. <laughs> where you want to be. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, thank you for coming on the show. I think this is going to be a new tradition to have the guest scream us out. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just give us a scream. To everyone watching, uh, hang loose. And uh, Matt, if you want to give us a little little scream <laughs> to get us out of here. Oh, let's see. It can be real quiet. Just go. <sighs> yeah, you could whisper scream if there's sleep- sleepers. <laughs> yeah, there, there are. Uh, but I'll give a rah. Thanks for listening to Hanging Loose, a disc golf podcast. We'll be back again next week. Until then, hang loose.